0: Welcome to The Leadership Journey. My name is Holly Ferguson. I am a media person of sorts.
1: And I'm John Barclay, leadership coach.
0: In this podcast, we're going to be talking about the second S within the three S's, which is sale.
1: Yeah. When we think about business, I like the idea of having a conversation around preparing a business for sale because it's not something I've consciously thought about.
0: Well, I was actually going to ask you if you'd thought about sale before even hearing the three S's or getting your head around that concept?
1: No, because when I first started business, I got into the business of actually creating a professional services in the way I wanted to do it. So I hadn't really thought about the end game of that yet. And what I liked about the three S's, when I started to learn about those, it gave me more insight to what are the strategies in the longer term for the business. And sale wasn't one of them. I hadn't really thought about it at all.
0: Have you actually ever been in a business or involved in a business that's been sold?
1: Yeah, so previous professional services company I worked for, well, it was the same company that I started that journey on 20 years ago. And it was a family-owned business. It grew, um, it built a lot of the processes up. And then once it became really highly valued and had a lot of solid economic engine Foundations, they then sold it to a larger consulting firm, um, which then built those processes even more and then actually sold it again. So I was actually part of a business that got sold twice in that Interesting. process. Interesting.
0: Okay, so because you weren't the owner this time, you were an employee. How did that feel being sold not once but twice?
1: Uh, yeah, it was the first time was probably the hardest because. We'd build a really strong connection to the owners. It um, could being the owners were the ones that started the business, and they had their purpose and their values. It was a really strong connection with everyone. So that was that was really hard because we didn't really see the business as a system. We really saw the business as a group of people and personalities, and 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 value proposition came from the people. So trying to think about a professional services that was a commodity that could be sold was was. A weird feeling being a part of the commodity.
0: Did you feel there was a lot of unknown, or were you very educated through the process? Did you feel like you knew what was happening?
1: A little bit of both. Um, we knew we knew the sale was under discovery and under discussion. Uh, the owners, you know, were very mature people, so I knew they were at some point looking at retirement. I hadn't really thought about what that meant for the business. Um, so once. Once we had a bit of a realisation, the sales process was underway. From that point on, we really didn't know too much more about it until it was finalised and then got the details of that.
0: And what about the second process of selling?
1: Yeah, probably a part of a bigger engine. Uh, global organisation, therefore then, probably wasn't as personalised. It was It was definitely systemised. You know, There was definitely a lot more process to follow. You could see a lot of that was repeatable. Um, you could see... A lot of what we were doing was easy to bring someone on and teach them, so you could really get a sense of there was a process to go through, and everything from the economic engine was quite quite process driven. So probably felt a little bit more removed from that one, and was quite comfortable with that next sale because that was just another bigger business again.
0: What was the um, timeline gap between those two sales?
1: Yeah, it was about a two year. Oh, that's quite short. It is quite short. Looking back in retrospect. After the first sale, you could see the medium-sized consulting firm put a lot of energy into systemization and put a lot of effort into creating those formal processes and making sure that it was very robust, very repeatable, and therefore then prepared it themselves for a greater sale.
0: Do you know the reasons why this sale was happening?
1: Um, the first one was a retirement plan. Right. So that was that sort of made sense. Uh, the second one, not so much. I think the second one was... Now, knowing a little bit about the senior execs of that group, you know, it was probably another example of a bit of an exit strategy for them as well to go on and do different things. So, it was a way for them to sell their business, not be a part of that next executive team and go off and do some other things.
0: In your opinion, as you're learning more about um, the three S's, this sort of process, what are the advantages and disadvantages of selling?
1: Good question. I... The advantages is probably some obvious ones around finance. You know, you get a bit of a cash injection from selling something you've built up, and um, you know you get some reward for the work you've done in a large sum. If it was a clear plan, then I would assume there's an element of pride and achievement to get something to a point where others were prepared to spend money on it and buy it and bring it into their value stream as well. So, yeah, you know, I think I think there'd be for the business owners there'd be a lot of really self you know satisfaction in that process i think if you're selling a product stream it's probably reasonably transactional and it's probably not of not a lot of personal connections in that i think if it's more of a professional services or a service that requires a lot of people service i would think that would be quite difficult because there'd be a lot of relationships in there that would be difficult to let go of
0: my last question for you putting your leadership coach hat on for a business owner who is about to sell but their employees want to stay within the business, what's something they can do to help bring their employees on this journey, make them feel like the world's not ending essentially?
1: Yeah. I think it goes for everything in a business that's change. So this is a fairly significant change. So the engagement, the consultation, actively sitting down and talking about how people are thinking and feeling about the process looking for opportunities in what's happening rather than dwelling on losses of what's happening I think the most important thing in any major change especially something as significant as a sale my strategy as a coach I would be thinking about a leader looking at engaging everyone around the possibilities and the opportunities that are going to be created from it
0: very good advice as always So to help us understand more about selling an SME, we have Suzanne McGreechan on the line. Susie has a vast experience as a business coach, as well as having run her own companies. She's also a coach with Adapt by Design. Susie, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. I
2: wanted to ask how you got into being a business coach. Okay. So I've had um, a couple of businesses of my own. So um, yeah, built and sold two businesses. And um, our founder, knew our founder over many years and um, it just seemed like the logical place for me to end up. So you say you sold your own businesses. Can you tell us a little bit about Mm -hmm. that process? Certainly. Um, So one of my businesses was called Cahoots and that was an early days of online photo books and we established what we called bookmakers, which were people that helped customers develop books. So that process was, um, I mean, it, it was some time ago, so we had to develop the, the software to support that and then we developed the distribution um, through these coaches. The reason for that sale was my other business um, needed me back in the business. So that was the reason for that sale. Um, and But yeah, the, my partner in that business was very much a systems thinker. So that was actually a very clean and easy process. So from word go, we had systemized everything we did. She was yeah. very, very strong at process documentation. <laughs> yeah. So that was Kahoot. Um My larger business was um, Modal. Um, the reason for that sale was, um, unfortunately, my partner's health issue. So that was a classic of, you know, hadn't planned for sale and it came upon us quicker than we had expected. Um, so I guess in that process, I probably learned a lot what you should do because we, didn't, we certainly didn't maximise our return because we hadn't set it up well for sale.
1: In there, yeah, we're talking about the systemization of the process which made that work really well, especially in the first business. Um, mm. Why is that important in the consideration of selling a business?
2: I think when we were um, talking to people, they could come in and see very easily, and were very confident they could see themselves in the business because it wasn't reliant on us. So we had systemised not just the delivery process, um, but also the sales process. So they, people we were talking to, could see through um, you know our processes and systems, that it would run comfortably once we left the business. And so I think that's the, the critical point that the confidence for the person buying it, they could see how they could scale it.
1: So on that, I mean, obviously, the, seeing a business that has operating systems and everything that effectively makes it work from start to finish, as a business owner who's now considering I need to sell my business, where do I start? How do I start that systemisation process?
2: Good good question. My my suggestion with owners that I work with is first to get very and, – and I think this process has to start a good, you know, two to three years before you're going to sell it. Some would say it starts on day one when you think of building your business that you've always got to be thinking, well, what if I was selling it? So I I would suggest to customers that they firstly got very very clear about which of their services and products were most valuable and when I say most valuable that is valuable to the customer and repeatable for them so not only providing the customer with huge value but also you know if you like can drive the economic engine of the business then I would say look at those Products and services, and ask yourself which of these are teachable to employees. So, if they're too dependent on, you know, the owner's personality or technical expertise, and it's not teachable, you would I would question them and say, well, is that really, you know, a product or service that's going to be scalable and ultimately saleable? So, if you looked at those three things, you said, well, is it valuable to the customer? Is it repeatable? therefore, you know, can provide me with recurring revenue? And is it teachable? Is it something that is able to be sold and delivered without me in the process? So once having sort of identified those streams, um, then I would set about saying, well, which of your core systems um, would be- the ben- the business benefit from you systemizing? I mean, some of the, some of them are tiny, some of them are significant, but you identify those systems that, you know, will provide most importantly that consistent customer experience. Having identified those systems, then I go, I would say go about, um, you know, documenting them, systemising them.
0: What's the risk to businesses if they don't follow these steps and try and sell?
2: Well, I had first-hand experience with that, Holly. (laughs) That was so personality dependent. So, yeah, my partner and I in our business, um, Modal, at that time it was probably about, I think it was about an $8 million turnover business. And I would say probably just under 50% of that we'd systemized incredibly well. And that wasn't because we were clever, that's because we were an RTO. (laughs) And the RTO system to keep our, you know, day as a registered training organisation we had to show our system so that part of our business we could walk out of and it would just keep, keep happening you know it was teachable to employees if you like both from a selling perspective and delivery um, other bits of our business which were more consulting they were very personality driven they were very much you know it was the owner's and it was other key employees that have been with us for a long time. But the actual solution, if you like, it wasn't systemizable from a selling perspective or from a delivery perspective because it was too personality-dependent or personality-driven. So that, when I talk about systemise a process, I think the key question is, can I teach this to someone else? is it teachable to someone with the right you know, skills and capability? So, that make sense?
1: Yeah, and did you see a distinct difference between preparing a business for sale? The first one was quite product process orientated, the other one was obviously quite professional services orientated. Was there a big difference mm. in that thinking?
2: I think in the professional services space, it's easier to get caught up with the owners becoming... You know, so entrenched in your what your offering is that you know it can be harder to systemize or harder to see how you can systemize. Whereas the other business, which I was actually running at the same time, which shows you how systemizable it was, it was um, from word go a product, a product and a service delivery. So I think um, professional services i think can be at risk of not systemizing because it becomes so personality driven and whether that's you know um, a learning and development business or or even you know we see it with lawyers and accountants and things like that how much of their expertise if you like is systemizable
1: yeah because i mean for me yeah i think that's a really important distinction when you're thinking about systemization cuz professional services can run the challenge of being a personal brand sometimes and that can be a lot harder to systemise for sale.
2: Absolutely. And it can also be, you know, I say to customers to ask yourself, yes, A, is it system, can I teach this to someone else? Therefore, is it teachable? And I think it's important to ask that of the sales process as much as it is of the delivery process. Then, of course, it needs to be valuable to the customer but the repeatability piece of it, if they are referring an individual, so, you know, sometimes in professional services, and I'm, I know you've come across this, John, people will go, oh, you need to speak to John. That's not what you want them to say. You want them to go, oh, this is what Barclays do really well, and you need to talk to Barclays. So, you know, that, that is it doable without that key person. Are they referring the key person because they think, oh, he's really, you know, I can trust him, he'll do what it takes, or are they referring the company because they're very clear what they deliver? Hmm.
0: One last question for you, Susie. What
2: is your main
0: piece of advice to business owners out there? It doesn't necessarily have to be related to selling, but that one valuable piece of advice.
2: Oh, that's, that's a hard one, Holly. Gosh, one Sorry. valuable piece of advice. I think that question is always, are you buying yourself a job? Because, as you know, that's fine too. If you're passionate about, you know, you're a consultant and you're passionate about what you're consulting, your vision might be, I want to keep consulting in this particular whatever it is for the rest of my life. I want to be a technician. Or do you want to build a business? And if you're building a business, that's quite different from becoming the the technician. It's the old million dollar consultant versus a, a, you know building a business. So the I suppose the first question is yeah, what what's your founder's you know purpose or vision? What do you want for yourself? First question. Yeah, that's what I'd ask.
0: Brilliant piece of advice. Thank you so much, Susie, for your time today. Where can people find you?
2: Um, Adapt by Design. They can um, find us. They can Google that and find our website and all our um, coaches that are are well listed on our website.
0: So I just wrote a ton of notes
1: from what
0: Susie just said. What's on the top of your list that you took out of that?
1: I think hearing Susie talk about the fact that there's a two to three year process for sale, you know, and again, it probably relates a lot to what we talk about in systemisation is a process, you can't sort of do it overnight. And I think that was a really big reminder for anyone, you know, you can't just wake up one morning and think, I'm going to sell my business and just expect it to happen overnight. You've actually got to put a process behind it.
0: I'm in a few Facebook groups with um, business owners and unfortunately, a lot of the posts are about people closing down their businesses because they've not made revenue, you know, business is failing for X, Y, Z, so they're trying to sell their stock or Mm. sell the business essentially. But I think it's important to note that that's not the only reason why you should sell a business or the circumstance in which you should sell a business.
1: No, it can be a very deliberate reason for starting the business in the first place is you've got a great idea, you've got a great product or a great solution or a great service, and you want to systemize it and sell it.
0: What I liked, I I love the rhyming things that Susie does or like the things that sound good. So valuable, repeatable and teachable. Those are the three things that can make a business work to sell.
1: Oh, totally. And you know, even for me going through the sale of a business, I could see those things being important that you've got a valuable service a valuable product to the customer that people want making it so it was repeatable from start to finish and that you could teach others how to do it so you could give it to someone else you know and i think we've talked a bit about that in the succession side of things and the systemization side of things and how valuable it is to actually systemize your business even if you need to sell it because that that's what you're trying to do is hand it over to someone else
0: Systemize, systemize, systemize. Uh, another th- couple of things that I thought were interesting is you've got to be super careful if you're going to sell but the whole business is based on you.
1: Yeah that was a really interesting point and I know for me starting a professional services business quite a few times in the business people said we've got to build a brand around me you know it's about John Barclay and it's like well no I want a business that's able to be scaled and um, can be succeeded so others can take it on. So that was that was a really good reminder for me about you've got to be clear on what you're starting your business for. If you're starting the business for you to have a job and get paid well for that, be a technician, then that works really well and a personal brand is going to be great. But if you want to scale it or if you want to sell it, then it's actually got to be a commodity. It's actually got to be something that's systemized and valuable, repeatable and teachable.
0: And I guess that kind of feeds into you can't, you shouldn't be going into business to buy yourself a job.
1: Especially if you want your business to be something that allows you to exit. Now, if that, if that could be exit in retirement and the business still operates, you're the owner, but you're not in the business or you're selling it. So, you know, if those are your two long-term aspirations as a reason for starting your business, then you can't structure it around who you are and what you bring. You've actually got to create a product process.
0: So we're kind of starting to see how the three S's feed into each other.
1: That's been the most valuable learning for me getting into business is understanding systemization of your business has multiple purposes. And when you go into systemizing it, you got to know why you're systemizing it and if you're systemizing it for sale, then there's a very deliberate process for why what you're doing in that systemisation process to help that business get to a point.
0: Well, thank you for listening to this episode of The Leadership Journey, discussing all things selling your business. As usual, if you're interested in seeing business development content, you can head to the Hyperdrive Accelerator on Facebook. All our other socials are linked in the show notes. Glaze acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Noongar Wujak people. We pay respects to Elders past and present.